Looking for an age-appropriate gift for a teen or tween that incorporates reading with beauty? Beauty in a Book Box is a quarterly subscription box company for tweens, teens, and adults. Each box is professionally curated by an educator, nurse, and cosmetologist. All boxes include accessories and beauty products. Established in 2019, their purpose is to align literacy and personal care. Beauty items can range from makeup, skincare, to hair products. They offer book options for the teen and adult box. One-time gift options can also be found on their website. Use our code BAABB16 for 10% off your first box. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. And we're still figuring out this whole virtual recording face-to-face thing so work with us (laughs) yeah be patient with us guys but bonnet is not on today so she's not here she was here but i took a quick shower (laughs) before we got on we love a quick shower gotta love it and today we'll be talking about chapter nine the college crisis so samra I see you getting your book ready. Do your thing when you're ready. The College Crisis. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Winnie the Pooh. Pooh's Grand Adventure. The Search for Christopher Robin. I have a very special connection with Mr. Winnie the Pooh. He Mr. Was- Pooh? Mr. Pooh! Um, he was my grandmother. My grandmother was really into Disney. And, like, mm-hmm. that's how, I like, I started my love for Disney because she loved Disney. Oh, and wait, her that's fa- cute. Yeah, and her favorite was Winnie the Pooh. So I have a very special connection to Winnie the Pooh. You know, I made it all dramatic and then it was a Winnie the Pooh quote. But, <laughs> but you know, Winnie the Pooh, I've heard. I haven't read the story, but I've heard it's, like, actually, like, deeper than it seems. Kind of like mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, where each character right represents like mental health struggle. Like, mm-hmm. I think Tigger is ADHD. Eeyore is um, like depression. Yes, I don't know what Winnie the Pooh is. His problem is. I I, I forget the theory. I haven't read the theory in a while, so I don't know. I think it's something about like, I guess indulging. I don't know what the word is, but because he's mm-hmm. always got his pot of honey. Yeah. You can't put it down. Yes, and it's British. Oh my god. Precious. I am memory unlocked. Right, memory unlocked. When I read this quote, I was like, oh, and I was like, why does this sound familiar? And then I realized. Yes, totally, totally. I feel like it's one of those quotes where it's almost like meaningless because it has been used so often and frequently. Mm -hmm. Like, It's it's almost. Right, it's almost one of those generic quotes, but like still holds a lot of weight. Yeah, if you really, I mean, it's really true. It's just kind of like live, laugh, love type energy. (laughs) Right, that's it. That's the comparison right there. Right? (laughs) But so in this chapter, we start off in Elaine. She's returning to college after her internship. And she's like overwhelmed and intimidated. And she's like, you know, at least I've got another year left to like figure it all out. However, then she goes to her advising appointment and finds out like she's about to graduate 
earlier than she thought she was and has less time to quote unquote figure it all out. (laughs) The rug was like pulled out from under her. That's so unfortunate. I mean, it is fortunate in the sense that you don't have to be there anymore. But, you know, it's hard to leave, especially if you thought you had more time. Mm -hmm. To like like, get your stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, I knew someone who like just took an extra year just because she didn't want to leave school. They wanted more time to figure it out. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't really recommend that, but... Unless you got the funds to do it. Right, right. Yeah, I guess if you got the funds, go off. Right. I took an extra semester because of an internship. Mm. So that's why I graduated in the summer and not the spring. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, like, that, I didn't, like, it's not one of those things where it's, like, I graduated late, even though what is late or whatever, not on time. But I actually took a little longer because of my internship. So, but anywho. But she felt this instant panic, as I feel a lot of people would. You know, you think you have more time to figure stuff out, and then you don't. (laughs) She said, who does that? Who graduates early? Like, that's not normal. Right, on accident. (laughs) On accident. Yeah, exactly. I mean, good for her. She must have never failed a class. Right. Right. Never switched her major. Like, I guess she was just the model college student i was like damn elaine she was i've never heard that one before (laughs) yeah but then um so she goes into how she grew up in the church and trusting god with a higher power and the plan that he has set for you and she's she's talking about how this was the first year she really got an understanding of what that meant Mm, like leaning on god yeah Okay. Yeah. 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 Which can relate because that happened to me in college too. Like really understanding like your purpose in a sense mm. of like, okay, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Cause this seems right, but I don't know. Yeah. That's such a good point. Like understanding. I mean, I'm good at a lot of things, but what is my, like how she says you spend like over 50% of your time at work as an adult, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So she was like, I don't, I want to love what I do. I want it to feel natural and feel like I'm stepping into my power type energy. And I was like, yeah, can relate. Like, I feel like that's, I mean, it's almost a little bit too romanticized in my opinion, because I think it leaves people like feeling like less than if they don't have some epiphany, like, oh my God, like, an angel came down from heaven and told me that this is the path that I need to walk on. Like, not everybody has a moment like that. But I really liked um, what she said, like, in the last, at the end of the last chapter, where she just was like, I was so passionate about this, and that's how I knew I was going down the right path. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess leaning on, not I guess, like, if you have if you like believe in a higher power i think that it can be extremely comforting to to like know that it's not in all in your hands if that makes sense there is someone yeah, else for sure. controlling the the big picture at the end of the day yeah and i think it's also important to note that like 
no one knows when like if you're gonna have this epiphany no one knows when it's going to happen it could happen in your teens it could happen in your college years like it happened for elaine it could happen when you're 40 it could happen when you're older than 40 like you never know when that's going to happen for you and i feel like it's very important to point out that it's never too late like when it does happen so yeah i feel like believing in a higher power helps and knowing that there is a purpose for you is helpful mm-hmm. but I I think the hard part is finding said purpose like it's not easy it's not by any means I feel like right. I'm constantly figuring figure just figuring it out you know so true and I think that knowing yourself helps and I like what Elaine did she seemed to she said she took a step back from the party scene and you know cut toxic people out of her life anything that was not helping her grow she really like honed in and like took care of her shit which I was like that's what you kind of gotta do at a certain point like your college experience stops being about like the social life and like the the quote-unquote fun you know parts of it and it starts to you start to you know really it gets real it gets real and you're like wow okay so I have to provide for myself in like six months how am I gonna do that (laughs) right what is the path that I'm about to take to do that Mm -hmm. and so many people have trouble finding a job and things like that it makes sense like why you're scared right yeah the fear of the unknown totally um but then like you said she starts like cutting things that you know she doesn't need out of her life and then i was like lol like i was like this is a me backup plan when she was like then in a fit of anxiety i interviewed for a life insurance adjuster job in san francisco you know just in case i missed the sign i was like me i mean it doesn't hurt to have a backup backup plan right i have all the plans i love a plan yeah exactly you know the more prepared you are the better but it's it kind of worked out yeah and also i think it's very important to note in this story and as we keep going through this book that her journey is not everyone's journey no one's journey is the same so I feel like that's very important to know and to keep in mind when going right. through this. I feel like this is more of like encouragement rather than being like, oh, if this doesn't end up the way that it ended up for me, then it's not never going to work out for you. Yeah, totally. That's a good point. Yeah. So then she goes into how, you know, she came back for Thanksgiving break and she starts looking for all these internships and just different um, things to apply to. And she just applies for everything and she just puts herself in this hole and is just applying 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 and then she reads about Harriet Cole which I knew about Harriet Cole because I was like why does that name sound familiar and then I was like oh duh when I kept reading and so Mm. she kind of like she's like this is the person like learns more about Harriet Cole and she's like this is this is who I want to be this is the model right here and I think that it is important to have like those representations Mm-hmm. because then it kind of helps as a guide like okay this is what I'm trying to be on you know what I mean yeah and it's totally I think at that time having mentors mentors however you're supposed to say that 
is I mean I think that for me as someone who doesn't necessarily like a plan everything to the T but I want to have a general idea of where I'm going what direction I'm headed towards and so for me after college like I reached out to someone who I admired the way that she like handled herself post-college someone who was like in the industry that I wanted to go into um and someone who like I kind of knew peripherally but not really Mm -hmm. and I asked her if she would be my mentor and you know throughout like my time figuring out what was best for me like doing internships at companies and just really trying to like meet as many people as I could and take every opportunity that I could she was really helpful in narrowing down what she thought would be actually beneficial to me versus you know something that seems great on the outside and then you get there type thing and it's like oh this isn't really what I was expecting right so having someone else like like Elaine has this inspiration I think that is really great for just like just to have some encouragement in general all the things yeah Right, because even through this podcasting journey, there have been different people or different entities that I've been like, okay, I don't want to do it exactly how they did it, but this is my inspiration for what we're doing. Yeah. Elaine took it a step further, though. She, yeah, she, she did. She had a real epiphany type of moment. She did. It was like, oh. Type Literally. Moment. Yeah, it was like there was a spotlight on this magazine. Like, she had this just realization like you know I love Essence magazine I've been cutting um images out of this magazine since I was a kid and she had never thought to look at the person who wrote the articles that she loved so much the person Mm -hmm. that designed put it all together curated all these things and she was like wow I have to know who this person is and it was Harriet Cole And so she immediately just wanted to know everything about this person that she admired so much and wanted to be like, which I feel like that's, you know, what we all want to do. We just Google them. We're like, what are they? What did they do? Like, where did they grow up? What's their history? Like, we want to know everything about them so that we can. I mean, for me, it's all about like finding similarities and just feeling seen through someone else. So I'm sure she was kind of doing the same thing, but yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. it's funny very... because oh, Oops, go sorry. ahead. I was just gonna say it's funny because when she said that, when she was like, you know, kind of investing in the person that she aspired to be like, it reminded me of my dad when he was saying like. He was like, you know, y'all go to Starbucks all the time, but do you own Starbucks stock? Like, invest in what you're constantly buying. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I made that similarity, but it was kind of the same thing. I mean, that's, I do, I think that, I think that's totally the, kind of the same wave. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, like, you just want to know, you're investigating or investing, whichever one. Right, whichever. Investigating or investing. That's the episode name. 
there we go. Investigating versus investing. So we love our theme song and want to put you on. If you need someone who can edit and mix audio, create background music for podcasts, or even soundtrack music for movies and TV shows, Taylor, aka Top Notch, is your guy. Not only can he mix audio, but he can create your next hit within his in-home studio. If you're looking for more info, you can contact Taylor at his email, topnotch, that's spelled T-O-P-N-O-T-C-H dot U-M-C-U-L-O at gmail.com. That's topnotch dot U-M-C-U-L-O at gmail.com. So Elaine first investigated, but I feel like then she invested a lot of time into securing this dream job of hers, which was very admirable to read about. I was like, wow, like that's how you get the job. Right. Being persistent. She was calling this person's office, her assistant every day. She wrote like a handwritten letter and mailed it to, um, it was not an email. It was handwritten. She stamped that thing and sent it in the, in snail mail post office fashion, which that on top of the constant calling to the office, like you're at that point, it's like, honestly, let me just talk to her to get her off my back. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) yeah and she finally got her little 10 minutes to talk to harriet cole her idol right she ended up being 45 minutes and they just like got to talking like really deep and then she goes on this trip with m foss her favorite professor and one of m foss's graduate students and they're talking about like they're literally it's like this picturesque scene they're like in an airplane in the sky just each talking about like what they want and elaine is almost afraid to say that you know her dream is to work at essence and to be an editor at essence and they're like no go for it i can totally see that for you and i'm like that right there having a good support system is so key because you need that type of encouragement from people you look up to or people that you value you know what I mean and I wanted to read at the I'm at the bottom of it 103 uh bits and pieces of this bottom paragraph she says at the top of the paragraph I believe we all have callings purposes work that only we can do which I was like yes I I believe that too mm-hmm And then at the bottom, it says the world doesn't prepare girls, especially little brown girls, to see the bigness of their dreams. It doesn't train us to embrace the expansiveness of our own possibilities. And small towns tend to reinforce small thinking. So seeing our full potential isn't work we can do alone, kind of reinforcing that support system theme. And then my favorite quote from this entire chapter, she says, when women affirm women, it unlocks our power, which is the entire mission and vision of She Well Read. That's all we want to do is reinvesting in women and, you know, helping them step into their power through reading and through this community that we're trying to form. Honestly, we need to put that on a Canva Instagram post and put it on the feed because... It's true. It's truly like why we started She Well Read and it's it's so great when you have a 
when you have people around you that well first of all like whose opinion means something to you because not everybody's opinion should matter you know what i mean like if they had been like no like i don't think i see that in your future you have to be able to like not allow that to completely like control how you feel not allow that energy to take over your space yeah yeah but if it's people that you care about their opinions like she did and they are and they support you like that's that's 10 times better right it means a lot more and it it encourages you a lot more to actually go for it yeah honestly so i think just like believe overarching this chapter is like believing in your purpose and believing in your story and just believing in yourself. It's like believing. It's like number one. Step one. Step one is believing in yourself. Honestly. Because the world will really... Like it's full of haters. The Especially mm-hmm. when you become famous and everyone knows your name. We're all just like... I mean not we because I have left that in my past. I'm no longer... Well, <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm no longer a hater because I still hate. Mm-hmm. But I... At least on the internet, I try not to, like, if it's a negative thing about somebody else, especially, it's, like, it just doesn't need to be put on the internet. Like, if I want to say something, like, it can be to my closest friends, it can be to people I trust, people that I know are not gonna, like, spread this rumor, which, I mean, especially if it's something celebrity based like it's not like ever they're gonna it's gonna get back to them you know it's not like they go to my high school or something but on the internet it's almost like it is it's possible for them to see that and yeah it's just negative energy yeah the internet can be a toxic place like this morning i saw that Fetty Wap was trending on Twitter and I was I just wanted to know why. And I saw that his four-year-old daughter passed away in her sleep. Oh my god. And there were people, you know, sending their condolences, the usual song and dance. But then there were people who were like being saying that he sacrificed his daughter in order to get his name back into the spotlight. Oh my god. These like god. conspiracy theories. And I was like where do y'all even come up with this stuff? Yeah, I don't know. But that's a man's daughter. Right, like he just lost his child. Like he's still a person at the end of the day. Yeah, can we not... Have some compassion? Yeah, that's that's the one. Compassion. And I think especially with like the free Britney movement, like having compassion is so key because in her testimony, she literally said, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't think anybody would believe me. And I'm just like, you know, can we stop for a second and realize that once upon a time, these celebrities were just like us. They weren't celebrities. They were yeah, like they're they were real people and they're still real people now with Mm. feelings and emotions Mm. and thoughts Mm. and you know i saw this thing where it was like uh britney her net worth is only 60 million dollars which is very low in comparison to all the work that she's done and how long she's been in the industry and people were like why are people saying like 60 million dollars that's it like that's still 60 million dollars but it's like but it's was still stolen from her like she could have had more it's like wouldn't you feel some type of way if you knew you were worth more but you don't have it because you had toxic people in your life stealing from you wouldn't you be upset no matter how much it was yeah yeah i think we get into this space and (laughs) 
Twitter is so toxic. And it sometimes I'll be talking to Autumn, my roommate, about something I saw on Twitter. And, like, I just am... I'm basically, like, my opinion is what I'm reading. Because that's mm-hmm. all I know. Like, I have not researched this, um, like, what's going on that heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she'll, like, oftentimes give me like a different perspective probably a more rational down-to-earth perspective and make Mm -hmm. me see something in a way that I hadn't thought of because I'm I'm feeding into this like narrative that's going on on Twitter and usually the narrative that's gaining traction is just the craziest thing that's been said you know yeah almost like the bandwagon effect yeah, it's really very, very upsetting to hear about Britney's story. And I I was one of the haters. I was, like, on her Instagram, like, is she okay? Like, I mean, I guess I wasn't... Mm, I made fun of her a little bit because I was like, oh, she's off her rocker. Like, crazy Britney, da-da-da-da-da. Mm, then I watched the... narrative. Then I... Right! Right, the bandwagon. Again, back to the ba- the bandwagon, like... What is that mob mentality? Like you just start mm-hmm. to like take on the opinions of the people around you. Um, yeah. But yeah, then I watched that free Britney documentary when it came out on um, Showtime or whatever it was. And I was like, wow, there was so much happening that I just like, I came in as like a 13 year old in the grocery store, just seeing headlines. I had not watched her career from jump. I didn't know anything about her like previous marriages, you know, her childhood, Mm -hmm. so much that I didn't know. And when you just make a judgment like that based on not even information that the person's telling you, but like third party sources that are profiting off this Mm -hmm. story, like, of course you're gonna be in the wrong and you're gonna be like, I, I had to look back and be like, wow. And that's kind of changed my opinion about talking, you know, on Twitter. As much as I love to use it as a diary and just shout whatever I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, if it's like an opinion about someone else that's negative. That could be hurtful. Yeah. That could be hurtful, right? I'm just like not doing that anymore. I don't know like where growth, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know where that came from. I don't know where I started on that train of thought the train of thought, but yeah. I think just having really good people in your corner calling you out on these things. Yeah, because I've been called out by my friends. Like, I've had interventions about I, I am one tweets. of the friends. <laughs> about tweets, because I, I'm reckless sometimes. It's, I think, the Leo in me that's just, or maybe the Libra. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's some fiery energy that I, I just get off on. Right, which we love being spicy, but there is also a time and a place. That's the one. Yeah, That's so. The one. And like you were saying, like people profiting off of this, like thinking of her, how People Magazine, like back in the day, used to do cover page after cover page of this negative, you know, theory of Britney. And now they're tweeting and making articles, hashtag free Britney. And it's like, you were a part of the problem once upon a time. Where's the apology? Right, where's the apology for being a part of the problem? But now you're just jumping on the bandwagon of what your readers think. 
upsetting. I mean, but it shows how much power we have. You know what I mean? As the consumer, as the general public. Like, what we forget sometimes is that millionaires and billionaires, they're all the minority. We're the ones that make up 90% of this country. And so our opinion actually does have some weight even if we can't throw money at the problem like if we use our voices that's like exactly why Brittany is hopefully going to get out of her conservatorship it's because we've made it impossible for the courts to ignore this and it's so upsetting sorry one more thing it's so upsetting (laughs) that they the courts can't apologize like what example does that set for politicians you know other people that are in government like how are how is someone on test giving their testimony about how they've been repeatedly repeatedly ignored by the justice system when they tried to get help and it's like just a non-issue yeah it's like they are god and like whatever they do to you is is law and they're just sorry they don't really care about the people right because at the end of the day we're all just people like some of us get lucky enough to become celebrities and have millions of dollars and be billionaires but that's not everybody so yeah like you were saying i think it just comes back down to like just realizing that you know this is someone's life at stake at this point somebody's life in your hands yeah we really have to start looking at every life like it's significant and that it matters mm-hmm. well hashtag black lives matter um just had to throw that out there yeah as you should <laughs> had to take the moment basic is a slow fashion shop based in downtown birmingham Their team sources ethically made clothing from indie designers working within transparent supply chains, and the folks who made the items they stock were paid a living wage for their labor. As a human-centric brand focused on fostering progress and inclusivity in the Deep South, their clothing and their content are intended to educate, elevate, and engage. They believe that business can and should be better. So... With the help of their customers, they get $5 of every sale to the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Human Rights Watch. You can shop basic at abasicshop.com and use our coupon code SHEWELLRED20 for 20% off your purchase. That's SHEWELLRED20 at checkout. Okay, so you guys know about her call, her 15-minute call that turned into a 45-minute call. And Elaine was like, I knew that I would likely... See, this is the shit that I hate about biographies. I'm sorry. And this is a, might be a little dramatic. She said, I knew that I would likely never hear from her, her again, but having the chance to speak with her confirmed everything I felt inside about what I was meant to do. And you know what? She could have very well had this thought. But, like, after a 45-minute conversation with someone who is the, like, literal CEO of, like, what's happening in the company, and you applied for an internship at the company. It's not like you applied for, like, another management position, like, right next to her where she's going to be like, no. You know, it was an internship. 
that you're mm-hmm. qualified for. And I don't know if that's just like the internalized blackness of it all, but you're applying at a black magazine and you had an amazing, if not, it wasn't even an interview. It was like a cherry on top, like a ginormous cherry on top. And for her to think she was never going to hear from this woman again, I was just like, I'm sorry, but did you not see the signs that you were on the right path? Is this, how are you still doubting God if that is like the one who has shown you this person's name? Like she literally, if y'all read this book, like she makes it seem like it was like she just knew she had to turn to the page and like she knew she had, she was like, it felt as though I was I have your answer when you're done. To Google this woman and like I just knew I had to reach out to her and I did and like everything she did she did so much she did a video interview which was not called for she did like she literally created a magazine page to show the she went above and beyond and for her to act humble in this moment to me kind of rubbed me the wrong way but that's me and that's just me I I think the answer to that, why she's like that, one, anxiety, uh, two, self-doubt, and three, the pure fact of knowing that you're a black woman, so you have to work 30 times as hard, and you might still not get what you wanted. Yeah, So it's like, So it's like, yes, you can be, it's almost like protecting your emotions at that point. It's like, I want to get excited about this thing, but I also Mm. don't want to get my hopes up. And okay, like fair, fair. And fair, it, 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 fair. I mean, I think sometimes it is good to humble yourself in that in those moments because, like, you're saying, like, it's like, do do do, checking all the boxes. Like, of course, yeah, I'm gonna get it. Absolutely, this isn't the last time I'm gonna hear for this person. It's good to have that confidence, but then at the same time, it's like protect your emotions also because it still might not work out, and like be prepared for that too. Yeah, yeah, I see both sides of it, and I think I'm being a little harsh, but. It just almost felt like, ugh, just like, ugh, you know what I mean? Like when someone is like amazing and fantastic and wonderful and they just will not take the compliment and it's like, I'm not going to convince you. I'm not going to sit here and convince you that you're what I think you are, which is amazing and talented and like, I don't know. It seems like that's a pattern for Elaine is like this whole self-doubt thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, but I think that's why I can relate to her so much because that would have been me. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. would have felt really, really good in that moment, but then immediately like, oh gosh, but okay, but I still got to do this. I still got to do this because there's no guarantee. And I think that's, that's really what it comes down to. There is no guarantee. Yeah. And so trying to make spaces to where something's going to work out. It might not be this thing that you really wanted. Kind of like we see, like she gets the internship but not exactly in the department that she wanted but it's a step it's a stepping stone Um, okay but look let's talk about this because we haven't even gotten to the next part all right so okay a few days before her graduation she um has plan a she has plan b she has plan c she has plan d right Mm -hmm. and she got a job the day after graduation, working as a host near her or near Stanford, mm-hmm. um, she gets another job. Oh, she gets the callback. She gets the callback for the Essence internship 
And when they ask her, which department did you want to work in? She was too afraid to say that she wanted the department that she wanted. And that ultimately is why she was given the department she was given. Mm -hmm. Because she was like, I'll take anything. Because she knew that the fashion one that she wanted was really tough and competitive to get into. So it's almost like she didn't want to put all her eggs in one basket. But that's not what they asked her. You know, True. and that's that's where I feel like the self-doubt really she kind of stabbed herself in her own foot mm-hmm. because it's not like the worst they could have said was we've already filled that position like we have to put you somewhere else. And then she would have still ended up where she was. But she legit was like, I'd be grateful for any of the positions in the department. If you gave me the janitor job, I'd take it as long as I got to work in the office this summer. And it's like, you just don't need to say that. (laughs) Like, you don't need to put yourself down in order to get something that you are qualified for. And I hate that I I see so many women do this, myself included. But like, we need to start standing in our power more. I am qualified for this job. And I would like to be in the beauty and whatever department that she wanted to and tell them this is why I think that I would grow here and this is what I'm interested and I think that she had the position like they want her at this point you have the power you have the bargaining power and I just want anybody who's in a job searching position obviously don't be like arrogant like yeah, yeah, I think there's I, a line with that. I deserved this job. Like, if I don't get this department, I'm leaving. Because obviously you're an intern. Humble yourself. You're mm-hmm. not there yet. But for you to go the extra mile to almost shit on yourself, like, you didn't just work four years to get this college degree, is a detriment to your power. Yeah, I think so too. And I can kind of, again, kind of see both sides with it because if I was that hungry to get to that position, no matter how I got there, I probably would have done the same thing like Elaine did. Like be like, listen, give me anything and I'll take it. And eventually I'll get where I want to be. But I think to your point, it is important to know your worth. I think that's what it comes down to, understanding your worth, but also trying to bargain yourself to where you know, either way it's going to work out. And I think that's a, that's ultimately what she was doing. She was trying to position herself to where even if I don't end up in the department that I actually want to be in, I'm still at the company that I want to be in. I can get there eventually. So I think that's kind of the mindset. And I think, like you said, a lot of people do that when we don't have to, but it's almost like a safety mechanism in a sense, like, like my defense. safety net. Like, yeah, like, okay, I could go this route, but this is almost the safer route and could almost guarantee me more than I would if I would just to pick one. It's kind of like I almost took it as like when sororities, when you do a suicide bid and you only bid on that one sorority. It's giving desperation. Like that's the taste that it would have like if I was the person on the phone, mm-hmm. I would have just left. That's what I would have remembered more than anything else that she said. And the, that's what I would remember. So she's okay with being the janitor here. Like I think 
You know what I, I mean? I think it's one of those things where you could take it either way. Like, you could be like, oh, she's desperate. Or you could be like, oh, she really wants this. Like, she's just showing me how much she wants this and how much she actually cares about getting this position rather and like in an, a, a pool of applicants who someone who their daddy might just need to make one phone call and they get it automatically versus someone who really wants to be there and I think that's more of what she was trying to give off okay. that type of energy but I see what you're saying that the person on the other line could have taken it one of two ways yeah yeah I'm just being nitpicky at this point, but just (laughs) only because I just, this whole chapter, like that was like my underlying feeling was like, I just want you to, I just want, but like, it's a, it's a, it's a process and it's like growth and it's easier said than done. It is so much easier for me to be on my end talking about it. You know, I did not, I'm not in her position. I don't know what I would have done in that situation, but I guess I just wanted to point that out, you know? Yeah. No, and I think it's good that you pointed it out, but that's like, let me give you an example. If you got a call from someone in New York tomorrow that said, hey, we have this position in not the department that you wanted, but at the company you wanted, would you be like, yes, please give me that? Or would you be like, no, I only want this uh, this department, so I'm not going to take it. I mean, at this point in my life, I'm so secure. <laughs> I'm so secure. <laughs> I don't know who I think I am, but I really am <laughs> so secure that, like, I wouldn't just drop everything that I'm doing right now here. I have so much going on, so much happening for me in right. Birmingham, Alabama, as crazy as that sounds. Like, Mm -hmm. I unfortunately know I wouldn't just pick up and just go to your internship job that you're not paying me for. Like, I have standards now. My bar is not on the ground anymore. Right. But But I'm saying if you were still in that place two years ago. Oh, girl. If I was still in college, I mean, I don't know. Logistically, I don't know, actually, because I I didn't have money. When When you were hungry to get to New York, when you would have done just about anything just to get to New York like you wanted to. That's the you I'm trying to channel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would have, I would have found a way to make it work. Period. Right. Right. So I kind of take that. It's the same way as Elaine. She's just starting out. She's hungry for this and she'll do just about anything. Period. But with your growth, right. Even sweep the floor, but with your growth, you're not in that place anymore. And I think eventually we'll see in, in this book that she won't be in that place anymore either. Okay. Okay, bet. You're right. I just want better for her. I'm like, yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm her friend at this point. Right. This this is bringing me flashbacks to when she was with First Love. And it's like at every turn, it's like, no, don't be with him. But like, this is also a story and it already happened. So. It already happened. Like, I can't change anything at this point. Right. Right. We're just interpreting her story. But ultimately, guys, she got the internship at her dream magazine in new york and she it was working in the work and wealth department so she felt like she had just had space to like move up in the world and like this is everything she wanted so i'm just very happy for this version of elaine like i'm sure she's like screaming freaking out telling everybody Mm -hmm. Right. Like she even said, Mama, I made it. (laughs) 
Period. Because you did make it, girl. This right. is the beginning of the rest of your life. It is. That's exactly say. what it is. As they say, as the saying goes, <laughs> live, laugh, say. love. Ah! <laughs> Wait, should it be live, laugh, love? Or the other one? The Winnie the Pooh quote? Was it the Winnie the Pooh quote? It Drama. was something else. It was a, well. We have it recorded. <laughs> it's it's in there somewhere. Y'all can go back and find it, or remember, or whatever. Do what you will with that. You mean you, Miss Producer? No, I don't know who. Find she, it. Ah! <laughs> I don't know who she's talking to besides herself. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but it's thundering. I just heard it. I thought it was just you moving your your mic. No, it's getting a little stormy out here. Well, that must mean it's time to wrap it on up before we lose connection and lose this audio recording. Oh, period. (laughs) We'll see y'all next time on the next episode of She All Red. And talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SheWellRead to stay in the loop. Also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our new P.O. Box, 1725 Gardendale, Alabama, 35071. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to SheWellReadQA at gmail.com or post about it in our Facebook group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. We love you and stay well read. Bye! Bye.